0: Happy holidays and welcome to episode epiphanies, a show where I, Jessica, who only really watches live action shows, makes my friend Natasha, who only really watches cartoons, watch them for fun mm-hmm. and vice versa. hmm I like that every time we give this intro, we word it slightly differently. <laughs> I mean, we could script it, but I feel like that's less fun. That's true. Today, I made Natasha watch Merry, Happy, Whatever. So at the end of the last episode, I prefaced the show by saying it's bad. I -hmm. recently rewatched the pilot, and it's not bad. I love it. It's perfect. And I can tell by Natasha's face that she's laughing at me. So this (laughs) is going to be a good time.
1: All right, yeah, I received a Snapchat from Jesse like last night being like, I'm so sorry, I take it back. I said Merry, Happy, Whatever was bad, but actually it's a perfect show. (laughs) I should have screenshotted that Snapchat. I could have posted it. Just posted it on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. So, do you want to dive right into the first episode and what happens in
1: it? I do. Yeah. Yeah, so I the only context I had for the show was I had heard Jesse talk about it before and say that it is basically uh if you took like a family channel like Disney XD Show, but made it for adults, and I was like, Huh, I wonder what that means. And then I watched about mm, one minute of this show, and I was <laughs> like, Oh, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> um, the it starts instantly with like Christmas music, people outside an airport wearing coats, super like Christmas movie vibes, which is like what I was expecting because I knew it was a Christmas show, and then Uh, Like, 20 seconds in, someone says something, and there's a laugh track. And the laugh track, (laughs) I was not prepared for. (laughs) Laugh tracks are so
0: weird to me because they used to be such a normal thing in sitcoms. Mm -hmm. And now whenever something has a laugh track, my brain just, like, rebels. It's like, what's happening?
1: Sorry? What? Yeah. Well, like, I used to watch a lot of those, like, Family Channel original shows when I was younger. And you just expect them to have laugh tracks and I don't really watch a lot of sitcoms as an adult but I know that even like the ones that come out now that I've seen like a little bit of don't have laugh tracks and like the laugh track literally I was so unexpected (laughs) like I was like about halfway through the episode I got used to it and it kind of just faded into the background the way laugh tracks do but for the first part of the episode it was it stood out so strongly (laughs) like I cannot remember the last time I watched a show with a laugh track. It's like a really jarring
0: thing and mm-hmm. the only reason it was in shows originally is because they were taped in front of live audiences so they were real laughter. Yeah. And now they're like literally just putting in a recording. And it's like why? <laughs> it's it, it sets such a
1: tone though. <laughs> it's very nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if this was intentional or not, but it almost makes the show feel more like a parody of its own genre <laughs> because laugh tracks are so like not a thing now that it, it it feels like the laugh track Is the joke, almost, if that makes sense. Okay, I can see that, yeah. Because it was so wild. Anyways, the concept of the show is there's a girl named Emmy, and she's, like, an accountant or a financial person or something in L.A., and she has a boyfriend named Matt, and I don't know how old she is. I assume they're, like, in their late 20s or something like that. Probably. And she's coming home for Christmas, and her boyfriend has never met her family before. And I don't know how long they've been together, but like I assume they've been together for a while because, like, spoilers for later in the first episode, but he's (laughs) planning on asking her to marry him, so I hope that they've been together for a while. But he's never met her family... They're going to spend Christmas with her dad and her siblings and all of her siblings' spouses and everything. In the whole episode, it is, this was probably filmed in July and they didn't even try to make it look like winter. And they're all talking about how cold it is. And I'm like, I don't know anything about Philadelphia, but if it's anything like here, like in Canada, it would be very snowy in December if it's cold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it does. It
0: straight up looks like it's summer. And he's like, oh, my God, it's so cool.
1: <laughs> he makes a joke about it being Hoth from Star Wars. um, And I felt very seen. <laughs> so anyways, so they're at the airport. She get They get picked up by her dad, whose name is Don, I think, or Donnie? Don? Yeah, Don. And he's a cop or a sheriff. And he's very much like the stereotypical tough Dad, And he instantly doesn't really like the boyfriend because he's a dad and he doesn't like his daughter's boyfriend. (laughs) Uh, And he keeps, you know, all the jokes are about how he's not good enough or whatever. And they go home and they meet all of her siblings. She has two sisters and a brother and all of them are married. One of them has a, has like three kids and so they're meeting all the, the siblings, they're meeting all the spouses, and everyone seems to be, like, hardcore judging the boyfriend, whose name is Matt, like, being like, mm, he's so lame, he's not good enough. He's, like, the most generic guy. He's so <laughs> bland. He He's the most bland-looking guy. He likes Star Wars, the most generically nerdy thing you can like. He has a band, but, like, he's not, like, a real, like, rocker type. He's just kind of nerdy. He has a ukulele. Like, there's nothing really notable about him and they're all acting like he's like whoa she's dating this LA rocker guy and it's like he's so like he's fine but like it doesn't make sense that they're all like on his case because he's so normal yeah he's just kind of a dude like they're all like looking at him weird and me like this guy and i'm like he's the he's less interesting than the other spouses who are already married into the family yeah he really is <laughs> Uh, I just found that really funny. (laughs) But yeah, so they're all kind of like low key judging her for her LA rocker boyfriend, who's literally just a dude in a hoodie. Um, And then, wait, you don't judge guys in hoodies?
0: He's so generic! What if I came home with a guy in a hoodie and I
1: was like, Natasha, this is my guy in a hoodie boyfriend? He would make a joke about Star Wars and I'd be like, hell yeah, and we'd talk about Star Wars. (laughs) He did have nice shoes. I, like, very specifically noticed his shoes. (laughs) I want his shoes. Okay. Someone find Natasha those shoes. Yeah, they're, like, leather sneakers with zippers. They were cool.
0: I've seen this show three times. I've never
1: noticed that, but I believe you. I don't know why I noticed his shoes, but he had good shoes. Anyways, not important. No one talks about his shoes in the show. (laughs) (laughs) So everyone is piling into the kitchen, and also... It was such, this is such a sitcom scene. There's like 10 people in this kitchen and they're all like walking through the kitchen, coming in, basically introducing themselves. And it's just, it was just such a funny scene. that Like, I feel like you don't have in like dramas and stuff where there's like, just everything about this is so like generic sitcom, <laughs> which I think is intentional, but like it was very noticeable. Just like the acting, the way it's shot, the movement of the characters through the scenes. Yeah, it it knows what it is. So then one of the sisters comes in and she and her husband, whose name I think is Alan, are fighting. And then within like a minute of walking into the room, Alan is like, I want a divorce. (laughs) And everyone is like, what? And he's like, what? And they're like, huh? And then the, the girl, I think her name is Kayla. She's one of the sisters, is like oh, whatever, like, I'm sorry for sending out the Christmas cards without telling you or whatever it was they were fighting about. And then he's like, no, I actually want a divorce. And then the dad threatens to shoot him with his cop gun and they have a whole scene and then Alan leaves and they're going to get a divorce. And that's, like, part of the drama of the episode is this one sister is going to get a divorce and she's really sad because Quins don't get divorces. Because the whole thing is, like, this family, the Quinn family, they do things the Quinn way, the way Daddy Don wants things done. <laughs> I would say daddy don. <laughs> they don't call him that in the episode but it suits him. They call him like pa- poppy don or something at one point. Yeah. Like that's what his grandkids call him. After this scene happens the family oh and the the other thing is um the mom of the family died 3 years ago so it's just the dad and the four kids and all of their spouses and stuff. And that's kind of a subplot. So then the dad and the kids all go to comfort the girl who's gonna have a divorce and then the other two spouses of the people who aren't getting divorces are like standing outside pouring out some eggnog in honor of alan (laughs) who who being like basically they're like good for him he he deserves to get a divorce his wife kind of sucks um and then matt the boyfriend goes out to talk to them and they're like yeah this family sucks (laughs) they're like yeah we love our spouses but the family sucks uh and you should like take emmy your girlfriend back to la and get out of here and she's way better off without her family because they're weird and we hate them basically <laughs> <laughs> i don't think they're that harsh about it no they don't say they hate them but they're like oh yeah this family there's so much and also us in-laws have a support group where we go to this bar together and <laughs> all talk about how our spouse's family sucks even though like We don't really see them suck very much in the episode. Like, honestly, they just seem like a perfectly fine family. Other than that, the dad is, like, a little bit overprotective. But anyways, the the in-laws seem to think that the family sucks and they need to have a support group about it.
0: I think it's just that, like, it's very intense. And I think that, like, comes across more in other episodes. But, like, their whole, like, Christmas tradition is very intense Mm -hmm. and specific. And there's a vibe that, like... That would be the level of intensity of any event with the family.
1: That's fair. The one wife... By the way, I really love the two spouses. The the one guy's wife, her name is Joy, and the other guy, his name is Todd. He's the guy with the beard. Joy and Todd are the funniest part of the show. Every scene where they're talking is the best part. Joy calls the family a G-rated cult, which (laughs) made me laugh. So I think that's, yeah, the vibe. that the family's a little bit culty when they all get together. Oh, and then the next scene, which is also Joy being the best... Or maybe it's the next scene. I don't know. The next scene I took notes about is, um... So Joy and her husband, whose name I don't remember, he's the brother of the family. They have three kids. They're the only ones who have kids. And their oldest son, who I'm assuming is, like, 13 or something. Probably. Comes in and he's like, guys, I have to talk to you. And it's, like, very obviously, like... a a parody of a coming out scene like the parents sit down and they're like so worried about like what their son is gonna say and he's like i have these feelings and i've been trying to suppress them and the parents like oh my god um and the dad is very funny in this scene he just keeps drinking water (laughs) being stressed and drinking water um and the mom is like oh are you pregnant (laughs) which made me laugh turns out though the kid has decided that he's an atheist (laughs) And he doesn't know how to tell his grandpa because the family part of their Christmas tradition is going to church. And he doesn't want to go to church because he's an atheist. And that's also a subplot in the episode. I really enjoy that he's like, I'm not just going to go to church and pretend
0: to believe in God. And Joy is like, "Mm, yeah, why would you do that?
1: (laughs) Honestly, though, like that scene was like so relatable of being a kid. And like my family only went to church at, like, Christmas or Easter or, like, holidays, and, like, I never liked going as a kid, because, like, I I guess I'm an atheist, too, I don't know, I'm not religious <laughs> in any way, um, but, like, as a kid, I always, like, felt like going to church was, like, weird, and, like, I was, like, what am I doing here, like, I don't, none of, this is so, like, I don't believe in any of this and I feel really awkward, but I felt like I had to go, and I was, like, good for this kid being, like, I'm just not gonna go. <laughs> yeah. So there's that scene. Then we come back to Matt. Matt wants to ask Emmy to marry him. So Matt's like, I'm going to ask Daddy Don if I can have Emmy's hand in marriage. And so he asks. And Don is like, I'm so proud of you for asking. Really glad that you asked. The answer, though, is no. <laughs> this is my
0: favorite thing. He's like, you know what? None of my other son in laws asked. I really appreciate that.
1: No. Yeah, it's just straight up no. So Matt's like, I've got to prove to Don that I'm good enough. And that, you know, he'll even he like says I don't need his permission, but then he also says I need to prove to him that I'm good enough. So I don't know if he is trying to still get permission or what, but he wants to prove himself (laughs) to Daddy Don. Also, okay, in the middle of the episode, Matt goes to the bar with the outlaws. Not the outlaws, the in-laws. They call themselves the inlaw outlaws. They call themselves the in-law outlaws. And talks to them about this. But then later in the episode, Emmy tells Matt that they've only been in town for 12 hours. So I don't know, I think he just left the, all three of the the in-laws left the the house where they were doing Christmas stuff in the middle of the day to go to a bar together, and then he came back to the house later. Yes. That happens several times
0: throughout the show. That is something they legitimately
1: do. <laughs> the timeline is wild. Anyways, so they do that, and then he goes back, and one and he wants to prove to Don that he's um good enough to marry his daughter, so he wants to help him... Put Christmas lights on the roof because that's part of like the Christmas tradition. Um, but then he sets a uh, like a like a decoration of an angel on fire, which represents the dead mom. So the husband's really <laughs> the dad's really upset. And then while they're trying to put out the fire on the angel, Matt staple guns the dad's forehead. <laughs> and then he's so freaked out—not the dad, but Matt—that he passes out and I think falls off the roof. It's not totally clear, but... um, So then the rest of the episode happens in an emergency room. The dad's fine. He got staple gunned in the forehead, but he's fine. He gets to talk to this nurse that he has a crush on, so he's having a great night. (laughs) (laughs) Made his day getting staple gunned in the forehead. Yeah, he's honestly very chill about the whole thing. Uh, Matt passes out again uh, (laughs) when he sees the nurse giving a shot to the dad. Uh, And then the whole family is in the emergency room, and they're like... Daddy Don is going to miss the lighting of the roof and he's going to be so sad, but it's okay. We're going to put lights all over the hospital emergency room lobby and turn those on. And they do that because apparently this hospital lobby, which the only people in the emergency room lobby are this family, (laughs) are just allowed to put Christmas lights everywhere. So they do. And then the, the dad's all happy because his family brought the Christmas lights to him. And he also talks to Matt again and is like, we are rivals now because we both love Emmy. And I guess we need to fight <laughs> for her love because this, the whole boyfriend versus dad trope is clearly the main plot of this show. Yeah. And then the kind of ending scene of the show is um, the dad wants Emmy to talk to his old friend about getting a job in Philadelphia so she doesn't go back to L.A. And she tells her dad, like, yeah, I'll talk to the guy. But she tells her boyfriend, like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not going to move to philly i'm gonna stay in la i'm just gonna talk to this guy so my dad's happy and then the in-laws come over and they're like no you should be worried she's definitely gonna stay because the dad always gets his way and then i think the episode ends with the dad like calling the guy and being like you need to make my daughter an offer she can't refuse because you owe me because i didn't arrest you that time that you were drunk and you intoxicated a horse and that's the end of the episode I love
0: intoxicating a police horse as a crime. It's very good. Also, you forgot that Kayla steals the waiting room fish.
1: Oh, yes, that was very good. The the one girl, Kayla, who's getting the divorce is kind of having a mental breakdown in this episode. And she does steal a (laughs) fish. And she seems really happy about it. So, like, good for her. Also, my other favorite scene is in the waiting room. Uh, The kid who has decided he's an atheist is going to tell his grandpa that he's not going to go to church, but then he feels bad and he doesn't tell his grandpa. But uh, when he goes back to tell his parents, like, what what the conversation with the grandpa was, the dad... Like his dad, so the the brother, um, is so stressed. He's the same one who was drinking the water earlier when he was stressed, and he's stressed <laughs> again, and he starts just like sliding down in the waiting room chair and like just like his body language when he's uncomfortable is so funny. <laughs> like that actor is so good. He's very, very good. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. That was good. Um, yeah, I that's that's uh I think that's pretty much everything that happens in the pilot episode. Yeah. So what did you think about it um for the first little bit I was like oh my god this is this is painfully like a Disney original show the laugh track and the way all the characters get introduced and like the lameness of the jokes but like yeah it kind of grew on me <laughs> right like it was it was so much that that it's almost like a parody of that and it, it was like genuinely funny in like a very cheesy way <laughs> yeah like i really do think it
0: was like i don't think it's trying to be a parody but i do think it like understands that the concept of a christmas based sitcom is like wild mm-hmm. so it is in a way trying to be like both a disney channel sitcom and a christmas movie and it's like we're just going to roll with it. Like, it's going to be what it is, Mm -hmm. and we'll
1: do it. It seems, like, self-aware enough that it's funny instead of painful. Because it it is very much the vibe of a generic Christmas movie and very much the vibe of a Disney Channel original show, but for adults. But, like, and that could be so bad, but, like, it wasn't somehow. (laughs) No! very good i'm so glad you like those i actually i genuinely liked it and actually well this is kind of spoilers for later in the episode but i i i think i would watch more of it
0: yes let's watch Mary happy whatever i love it so much i actually genuinely had such a good time watching it it's just very good it's very like bright
1: and happy and funny Mm -hmm. i think the moment that sold it for me where i went from being like this is so much to like, okay, I actually think this is funny. Is the scene where he walks outside to the in laws, like pouring out the eggnog, and is like, what's happening over here? And they're like, oh, this eggnog went bad. <laughs> and he's like, because it kind of looks like you're like pouring one out for someone. And they're like, we have to tell him. Oh my God, he needs to know. And he's like, I'm like right here. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? <laughs> Yeah, I
0: think that, I do think that in-laws are, like, a very good, like, turn. Mm-hmm. Because I remember the first time I watched this, watching the first episode, like, it is kind of painful, mm-hmm. the start of it. And it just, it just grows on you. It's just very good. Mm-hmm.
1: I think because, like, at first, the all the, the spouses are so, like, I don't know. I, I expected all the spouses to just be, like, tropes of, like, this is the brother and his grumpy wife. This is the really overbearing sister and her husband who doesn't want to be there and blah 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 and they were just going to be kind of boring background characters and then they like go off and do their own thing and they're so funny that like i was like they're so funny okay now i'm invested
0: they're also like quite fleshed out too like i feel like the show does a really good job of like creating a character for each person despite the fact that it is a huge ensemble cast Mm -hmm. for the length of the show
1: i mean honestly i'm shocked like how well, I could identify all the characters within one 27-minute episode with so many characters. Like, when they were all coming into the kitchen introducing themselves, the one of them makes a joke to Matt that, like, oh, you're going to have to do a name quiz after this. Like, kind of joking about how many people there are. And I was like, yeah, there's so many characters. I don't know who anyone is. And then by the end of the episode, I didn't quite know every character's name, but, like, I knew who everybody was. And they all had, like, enough of a personality that I was like, yeah, that's the sister who is trying to replace their dead mom. That's the sister who's having a mental breakdown because she's getting a divorce. <laughs> that's the <laughs> brother with really funny body language. Oh, he's great. I, oh,
0: see, because now I don't want to spoil it for for you, but, like, I do want you to, like, guess these things, but I don't want to, like... Ooh,
1: I mean... Oh, I do want to guess what's going to happen in the rest of it. You can be kind of vague about whether or not I'm right.
0: Yes, but, like, do you want to do guess the canon gaze and guess the fave ship? Because oh. I think both of those are spoilers.
1: Dang. I didn't know. I didn't expect to actually enjoy a show enough to not want to spoil it. <laughs> this is ruining our format. Why did you make me watch a good show? I, I'm, I'm
0: sorry. In, in the future, I will make you watch only bad things that you won't like. <laughs> Um, dang. Oh, yeah, I low key don't want to have this foiled. Do you want to guess it? And I will turn off my camera and you can just tell me what you think and I will have no reaction.
1: Y- you should do that. And then if you want, you could go in and, like, if you have any, like, thing you want to say but you don't want me to yeah. hear, you could, like, add it in and post.
0: Okay. Yes. Okay. So. Be like Jesse from the future says. Yep. Okay. I am turning off my camera. Mm-hmm and
1: guess the canon gaze. Okay. Until you told me that it was spoilers, I assumed that the show did not have canon gaze. I was like I feel like it would not it, it just wouldn't go there. Not in like a bad way, but it just feels so like generically Disney Channel show that I was like, "Eh, I feel like they're not going to do that." But now I feel like there probably is canon gaze because you said it's spoilers. So, um I'm going to I'm going to say I think that um Ooh. Uh, okay. Maybe. Oh. Maybe Kayla, the sister who's getting divorced. Maybe she's gonna uh, her resolution to her having a sad time because she's getting divorced is her realizing actually she's gay and she gets a girlfriend and has a great time. Uh, and then also the kid who came out as an atheist. I really want there to be a scene in like the second to last episode or something where he's like, "Mom, Dad, I need to talk about something." And they're like, "Oh, it's gonna be like him talking about being an atheist again." And then he's like, "Also, I'm gay," <laughs> because that would be hilarious. Uh, or what would be even more hilarious is he finally is, like, ready to tell his uh, grandpa about, like, being an atheist. And he does. And he has the whole scene. And, then a- and you know, they work it out or whatever. And then after the grandpa goes to his parents and is like, yeah, your son told me he's an atheist. I really thought he was going to say he's gay. And his parents are like, oh, no, he is gay. He told us that years ago. Because <laughs> that would also be very funny. So there's my guesses for the canon gay gays guess your favorite ship my favorite ship is the the parents of that kid because <laughs> they're just really funny i really like joy and her husband whose name i don't remember but also maybe uh if my theory that kayla gets a girlfriend later is true then maybe maybe that's your favorite ship that'll be my other guess
0: okay well okay so i'm gonna move on to
1: <laughs> guess what happens I'm so excited if you add a little, like, future Jesse thoughts to this (laughs) to hear what you have to say. I probably will because I do have a lot to say about something. Okay. But anyways. We should, like, record a bonus follow-up episode to this after I watch it. After you watch all of it, we definitely should. What do you think happens? Oh, what do I think happens? Okay, well, aside from the stuff I already said about Kayla getting a girlfriend and the kid... I think his name is Sean Jr., the kid. Oh, probably. Oh, the the dad's name is Sean. (laughs) (laughs) I remember the kid was Sean Jr., but not that the dad was Sean. He could be the junior of anybody. Uh, Other than my theories about Kayla and Sean Jr., I think her name is Kayla, right? I keep saying Kayla, the sister who gets a divorce. Okay. I think that most of the series is going to be about Matt, the boyfriend, and the dad kind of having this, like, rivalry, uh about, like, the dad wanting Emmy to stay and Matt wanting to propose to Emmy. But then something's going to happen. Maybe Matt just starts to really like the family. Matt's like, actually, it's okay. We can stay in Philly. But then Emmy's like, actually, I want to leave. And there's a bunch of drama about that. I think at some point in the series, Emmy and Matt are probably going to like, have a falling out, and ooh, it seems almost like maybe they're not going to get married. But don't worry, it's just still happy that <laughs> they get married. Um, or, like, engaged. Um, no, they just straight up get married. He really wanted to propose yeah, on Christmas Day, but instead <laughs> he planned a whole wedding. Honestly, I feel like this show, because I'm assuming it's only going to take place over 10 days, because they're in Philly for Christmas for 10 yeah. days. And I feel like things are just going to keep ramping up in these 10 days, and honestly, maybe they do get married at the end <laughs> of the 10 days. <laughs> Yeah, I think Alan, the, the husband who decided he wants a divorce, I feel like he's definitely going to come back and there's going to be a whole plot line about the, whole, the in-laws with Alan like being friends and being like, it's okay that you wanted to divorce Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> there's already a little bit of tension where like Kayla keeps wanting to spend time with Emmy and Emmy's spending less time with Matt. Like Kayla's going to stay in the room with Emmy instead of Matt staying in the room with Emmy and blah, blah, blah. So like I feel like there's gonna be some tension there where Matt feels like Kayla's not, or not Kayla, Emmy's not spending time with him. We're gonna. I feel like we're gonna get a musical episode, <laughs> or at least an episode where Matt sings because he has his ukulele. We know he's in a band. He wanted to sing a song for Kayla, and she was like, "No." He's gonna sing a song at some <laughs> point. It's gonna happen, and it's gonna be cringy. The more you talk about
0: this man, just like the more generic
1: he becomes. <laughs> he's so generic, like. I like him. The actor is fine. The character is kind of sweet, but he's so, he's so bland. I actually think the actor is
0: great because Mm -hmm. the thing is, this is, like, the most generic man they possibly could have made to the point where, like, you keep adding details to him and somehow it is making him more generic (laughs) and not, like, a more real person. And the actor is, like, killing it. Like, Matt isn't, like... To me, Matt isn't the most boring character in the show, although I don't think anyone in this show is boring, which is weird. Um But, like, the actor's killing it because this man is, like, he's just a dude and yet he's great
1: yeah he should have been painful to watch but like i actually liked him yeah (laughs) he seemed nice he was he was sweet he was he's charismatic he was fun even though he's he both looks and has the personality of just like a bread man (laughs) (laughs) he's a bad boy rock star boyfriend from la natasha how dare you I know they keep they keeps calling him like the rocker and I'm like he's not, he's wearing a hoodie. <laughs> it's not even a black hoodie, it's gray. <laughs> if it was black, it'd be much cooler. Yeah, he would be a little more <laughs> rocker. I also hope, I don't know if we will, but I kind of hope we learn a little bit more about like Matt's life in LA. Like maybe we get to see his band. Like, not, not that I think they're going to come to Philadelphia, but maybe he, like, has a <laughs> Skype call with them or something. Because, I don't know, even though he's really bland, I do want to learn more about him. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's mostly my theory. There's going to be some funny gags. People are probably going to fall off roofs and stuff some more. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, 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 oh. The other thing is, like, clearly this is set up in the end of the first episode. Matt's going to try to set up Don the dad, Daddy Don, and the nurse that he clearly has a crush on. Yeah. And that's going to be a whole thing where he's playing matchmaker for them because he thinks it's going to help Don loosen up and be more chill if he has a girlfriend. I love that nurse. She is amazing. She was very good. I liked that because he, he mentions her in the beginning of the episode that there was yeah. this, like, funny nurse. And then I liked that she actually, like, came back in the end of the episode and is clearly going to be, like, a character. Um, She was fun. She's great. I do think she looks so much younger than him though is the oh thing. yeah for sure <laughs> like when he's talking to her it's clear that he like kind of is like almost flirting with her but i was like she's so much younger than him like i feel like this is and then and then matt's like oh you totally like her and i was like oh they're actually going to make this a thing she's so much younger than him i
0: mean is she is much younger than him because like the dad is dennis quaid but <laughs> also she is still an adult
1: woman oh yeah she's not like a teenager or like a 20 year old like she's not like young she's just younger than him she also has like an adult kid like Mm.
0: i feel he was probably older when he had his kids but like Mm -hmm. she has a kid who is like maybe like five years
1: younger than emmy okay and like i don't think the show is trying to make it that like She is much younger than him. It's just, like, the actors. Like, she just looks a lot younger than him. But I don't think the intention is that he's, like, flirting with this younger woman. It's just because this is just what happens in TV. It's always a much older actor for the man and a much younger actor for the woman.
0: (laughs) Anyways, okay. So we did. Would you keep watching it? I'm so excited. (laughs) Do you know what I am watching in On the 28th? I was just, I was going to say next week and then I stopped myself and I said On the 28th. Oh, yes. Oh,
1: the 28th. Yes, because it's the 14th. Um, yes. Yeah, so I tried really hard to think of a show, a cartoon, that was, like, Christmassy or wintery or holiday-y <laughs> in any way. I was racking my brain. I was like, I don't think I've watched any cartoon that's, like, specifically Christmassy. That's not, like, a movie or, like, maybe a special of a cartoon. But I, the only one I could think of is... uh. It's not Christmassy, but it's kind of wintry because it's about skating.
0: I knew you were going to say this. I knew it.
1: Really? Because I didn't even know that until it took me ages
0: to, to think of this. I mean, I didn't know in advance, but I knew as soon as you were like, I was trying to think. I was like, <laughs> hmm, ice skating.
1: Yes, I, t- I I felt very smart when I thought of this because for a while I was like Jesse, I have nothing for you, but no, I have a wintry show for you. It is called Yuri on Ice, and it is an anime. We are we are venturing, we are taking our first steps into the world of anime on this show, um, and yeah, you're gonna watch the first episode of Yuri on Ice, an anime about figure skating. I am so excited. Yes, I'm excited that you're excited because I love that show. <laughs>
0: I have heard good things about it, and, you know, I I don't mind me some t- subtitles,
1: so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can watch the dub if you want, but the dub is wild. <laughs> I feel like dubs aren't
0: as bad in cartoons, because, like, my main problem with the dubs is it drives me insane when voices aren't synced to, like, lip-moving. Mm-hmm. So in a cartoon, like, I feel like it's not as synced anyways,
1: yeah, that part of it's fine, but anime dubs are so weird. <laughs> the voices that actors do specifically in anime dubs are just off the wall. And also, so in Yuri and Ice, there's some characters who are Russian, and the people doing the voices of the Russian characters do very fake Russian accents. Very aggressively fake Russian <laughs> accents. And it is so distracting and strange. <laughs> Oh, maybe I do want to watch the dub. Um, Maybe watch the sub for this and then maybe watch a clip of the dub just for, for the lols after. Kids and giggles. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Good times. Mm-hmm. So that is the end of our show. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter mm-hmm. at Epiphanies Pod. You can email us at episodeepiphanies at gmail.com. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps out. Yes,
1: we have as of recording this, I think zero ratings or reviews on iTunes.
0: If you want to be our first and get mentioned on the show, maybe mm-hmm. in like seven episodes or something yeah, like way <laughs>
1: in the future when we finally.
0: This will come out and we'll have like 10 ratings on it and people will be like, what the fuck? We're
1: recording so far in
0: advance. (laughs) I like recording in advance. It makes me feel smart. It's good. Which I'm not because
1: you are smarter than both of us combined. (laughs) Bye.
0: unrelated and i will cut this but a show i was watching the other day made a comment about someone being married to like an older man like this guy Mm -hmm. was like ancient and she was a gold digger and then Mm -hmm. they showed me the actor and i was like this guy's like five years older than her i like these people are the same age like are you kidding me
1: that's like the reverse of what usually happens yeah and they were
0: like he's ancient and i was like he's he's like maybe 42 oh my god